everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we hop on our broomsticks, not for Quidditch, <laughs> but for a <laughs> somewhat generic but still very colorful game called Broom Service, where we are witches of different focuses i guess what would you call it like elemental focuses there's a fire witch uh, an earth witch i guess uh, i'm not sure yeah. mind you this is this this is broom service the card game although right. the box very clearly says broom service if yes, you look it is down near the bottom of the box literally in the three same different box. languages it does say the card game <laughs> yeah literally the same box in a smaller box of uh its original game but then yeah then it says at the bottom <laughs> the card game uh, which is kind of funny because from what I've heard, I've not played the larger game, but they are very different. Like there's aspects of Broom Service in, obviously, this is a stripped on ber- version of the larger game, but it takes out a lot of the things the other game has. So anyway, yeah. kind of funny they didn't do a new box for this. It's sort of weird. <laughs> weird. It is very weird. But uh, but yeah, that's interesting. That's Ravensburger. Sometimes they just do weird stuff that uh, is sort of inexplicable. But Anyway, this game is de- published by Ravensburger and Alia, or A-L-E-A, however you pronounce that. Uh, it was designed by Andreas Pelican and Alexander Pfister, and art by Vincent Dutre. <clears throat> oh, I love those French names. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is a uh, two, three, six player game. It plays in 15, 30 minutes, says Board Game Geek, and it's pretty light. Uh, it's rated at 1.32. I would say that's about right. I would, I would say it might even be a little lower than that, but... Um, but it's a, a fairly light game of set collection and pushing your luck. And, um, yeah, before let's, there's not much more to explain about it before we talk about actually how you play it. So let's just do that real quick and we'll get into what we think. Oh, published in 2016. All right. Now we get into it, how you play it. <laughs> published in 2016. Do not take when, <laughs> when driving cars. All right. <laughs> Make cause drowsiness. <laughs> All right. So, uh, in this game, you've just got a bunch of cards, uh, and, I know I, I said it was a card game, but some card games, they include like a die or something. This is all cards, every other than the rule book and like a bag. Uh, although that I may have put the bag in my box. I'm not sure. So anyway, uh, there are a few cards that are just kind of reference references. They are double-sided. They just kind of give you a, how to set up the game and how many points things are worth. Uh, then there are some task cards in the beginning of the game. What you're going to do is you're going to separate out the ones for your player count. Each of the task cards is kind of labeled up in the corner. It'll say like 3 to 4 or 3 to 6 or 4 to 6 or just 6. Uh, that's just indicating how many players each of these types of tasks can accommodate you will pick out all the ones that accommodate your player count uh, and then you will shuffle those together and you will draw three random ones and put them face up on the table Uh, these are the only ones that will be there all the remaining tasks just go back in the box you don't have to worry about them uh, and then there are the, gosh, what are the, the witch cards is what they call them. Uh, and there are going to be a varying amount, again, depending on how many you're playing with. Uh, you will always be playing with the brown, green, red, purple, yellow, and blue cards. Uh, if you have a four-player game, you will include the gray cards. Five-player, you include the black cards. And the six-player game, you will include the white cards. Uh, each of these are just different types of witches. Uh, and the more players, you're going to just need more cards. Uh, then you will, sh- once you have all the proper cards, you will shuffle all of them together. Uh, and then you will deal out cards to each player. Again, 
varied based on how many players there are, either 17, 15, 14, or 14 uh, for either a 3, 4, 5, or 6 player game, respectively. Uh, and then basically you're going to start the game. The game is going to last over uh, four rounds, uh, and in each round you're going to be playing at three cards. Uh, so, uh, and again, as as we mentioned, this borrows the mechanic uh, from the original Broom Service, the non-card game version uh, of playing cards out and playing them either bravely or cowardly. It takes that thing, but it kind of strips out the movement and the board and everything else. It just takes that one mechanic and puts it in this game. Uh, so what's going to happen is whoever the start player is, I think it just says pick a start player. Um, they are going to start, they are going to essentially lead by uh, playing one of the, actually, before that gets there, uh, of those 17 or 15 or 14, however many cards, you are going to pick out three cards from there to play during the round. Uh, the only rule is, is that each of the cards must be a different colored witch. Uh, you cannot pick out two of the same color. Uh, once everyone has picked out three, then the round begins. Uh, and you will, the leader will play one of their cards and they will decide when they play it, either they're going to play it bravely or they're going to play it cowardly. Uh, if you play it bravely, you get more stuff, uh, but you risk not being able to get anything. Whereas if you play it cowardly, you get a little stuff, but you're guaranteed to get that stuff. Uh, each of the cards basically are pretty much the same. There's nothing really special about, uh, say, red compared to blue other than there's... Uh, for example, there's more blue cards in the deck than there are brown cards. Uh, but again, that's you're, you're usually not making the judgment based on that. Uh, when you play it, if you were successfully able to play a card bravely, you will get two of that color potion. So it would be a two gray potions if you play a gray card. Uh, and also, a, uh, I guess it's another special type of potion. I usually just call it a brave potion. Uh, but if you play any coward cowardly, you just get one of that card's uh, colored potion. So the, if it was gray, it would be just be one gray. Uh, how do you know whether you should play it bravely or cowardly? Uh, that's It's tough to call. It, it's basically you have to either read your opponent or you have to know where you are in the line of succession. If you're the first person to play a card, chances are you're probably going to play it cowardly. Uh, because if someone plays bravely and then another play some person plays bravely after that, the first person who played bravely doesn't get it they they basically get knocked out of the queue uh, and if, the, if someone plays another bravely after that the person who played it before that also gets knocked out uh, the, again only if you play cowardly does it does it stay in there if you play cowardly and someone else plays any cowardly or bravely of the same color it doesn't matter you get what you get uh, but if you if you play bravely and then someone else does you're you're out of luck but if you're the last person to play something bravely uh, then then you get to keep that bravely. And uh, in, in then you will just continue going around like this. Whoever played bravely last will start the next uh, playing of a card. They will lead the, the next. It's not technically a trick, but it, it feels like I want to say trick here. They will lead the next trick. Uh, if the person who is supposed to lead the next trick doesn't have any more cards, because you only have three in your hand, uh, so you, you run out pretty quickly. Uh, if you only have... No cards left. It just goes to the person to the left will lead the next one. Uh, and if no one played bravely, everyone played cowardly. And I, I know some of you might be thinking, why would everyone play cowardly? It could either <laughs> be that uh, everyone else in the round didn't pick that color. Because then you only picked three colors. There are 
at least six colors. So it's possible you go, oh, I'm just going to play blue cowardly, and then no one else picked blue. If you don't have it, you can't play it. And if you have it, you must play that color blue. So if, if I play blue and someone else has a blue in their hand, they must play it. It's just a choice of do I want to play it cowardly or bravely. Uh, so if no one played bravely, it just goes back to the person who led in the first place. Uh, and this continues around until everyone has played all of their cards. Uh, and in that just ends the round. At the end of the round, you basically check whether or not anyone has completed any one of those three tasks that are in the middle. The tasks basically indicate how many potions of each color that you have to complete. So, for example, a task might say uh, if you've delivered... Uh, three brown and four blue potions or it might be something where it's three green and four yellow or it could be even more complicated say three purple four blue and four brave potions so they, they get a little bit tougher but again uh, you only will have these three if you complete if you're able to complete one you get to take it it's gone no one else gets to do it uh, if two people complete it the same uh, during the same end round, uh, then both of you get it. You'll just take a, an extra one from out of the box. And I did say you wouldn't grab those, but this is the one case where you might. You'll just grab one out of the box, you flip it over, and on the back it says five points. Because if you were able to complete a task, that is five points for the end of the game. Uh, this will basically... After that, uh, anyone who played bravely but didn't uh, get to do it, essentially they lost out on that card will go back into their hand, their original hand of cards, where they had, say, 17 or 15. Uh, and then everyone will draw three additional cards to start the next round. And again, they'll pick out cards and then play bravely, cowardly in succession over and over again. At the end of the round, again, check to see if they've completed a task. If so, great. If not, keep them there. Uh, and this does it for, again, four rounds. Uh, and at the end of the game, you're going to total up your points. Points are based on, again, tasks completed, uh, which are all worth five. So if, if you're somehow able to get two tasks, that's awesome. Uh, I think I've done it once, but that was I think I was playing with a lot of people who didn't quite know what they were doing. So I, I had a huge advantage. Uh, and then uh, for every potion of each color that you deliver, you will get a certain amount of points. And that's what those little reference cards are for. If you deliver, you'll basically go through each colored potion. So you'll be like, all right, brown. How many brown did everyone deliver? Uh, and you'll just say, all right, if you delivered one, you get one point. If you delivered I'm sorry, if you deliver one, you get zero points. Two, you get one. Three, you get two. If you deliver four, you get three. Five, you get four. Then it starts to tip the balance. If you deliver six, you get six. If you deliver seven, you get eight. Eight is 12. Nine is, tw sorry, eight is 10. Nine is 12 points. And then anything after that is just an additional two points. So the more you can deliver, the more points it's going to be really worth. So sometimes when you're playing the game, you're going to kind of focus on one color usually, or if you're kind of deciding, well, do I wanna do I wanna go with yellow this turn or do I wanna go with red with this turn? If you deliver a lot of yellow, it might be more beneficial for you to do the yellow. But then again, people know that you're gonna be delivering the yellow, so maybe you should go red and so that you can probably play it as a bravely instead of a cowardly. But again, uh, it that's a choice that you the player have to make uh, once you total up all of these things and again you also will check the bravely potions as well uh, so for every card that you were successfully able to play bravely you will score based on the same metric uh, and whoever has the most points wins the game there we go that is <coughs> excuse me broom service the card game um yeah this was an interesting one this one kind of grew on me this uh I, at first i it, it seemed very kind of generic not generic's the wrong word just not a ton to it. 
But the core of the game, obviously, is trying to read your uh, opponents, the other players, and figuring out what strategy they're tackling. Uh, and one thing that kind of made me sort of appreciate it more is the goals that are in the middle of the table that at the end, the end of the game that we played um, uh, was not, not like only, I think, one or two goals were actually taken. So I, I initially thought like the goals were like the end all. Yeah, you have to get the goals um, to be in contention for winning the game. But being able to just collect the potions by the end of the game, if you're doing it right, you can actually rack up quite a bit of points there without even ever getting a goal. Um, especially if you're playing uh, with the bravely card or playing cards bravely at the right time, which is easy, harder to do than it sounds. But um, so the game is really more of a bluffing and in a way press your luck, uh, reading your opponent type of game at, at its core. And that I like, especially for a game taking out uh, to take out and play with a group of people over some drinks. I think this game works really well. Um, but it is it is very very light. So, uh, what's your th- what are your thoughts about the card game and, and how you've played it, or your your impressions of it? How often you reach for it? Uh, I I bring it out every now and then. It's definitely a different game than people are used to. Um, so there's a lot of things that when I teach the game, people halfway through will go wait. Wait, even though I've taught them everything, they'll go, wait a minute, th- those don't refill? I thought those would refill. No, they don't. The tasks don't refill. Or uh, oftentimes people will pick a, like the two of the same color and they go, oh, I I can't pick two brown? I'm like, no, you can't pick two brown. It's it's one of those games where it kind of – it's not as, as obvious everything that goes through it. But if you actually think of the logical steps, it all makes perfect sense. Uh, but I, it's it's different enough that I like to bring it out. Um, there are a few things in the game that I'm not a huge fan of, but I'm willing to forgive it. The I think the biggest issue that I tend to have is that that starting hand when you're dealt your 17 or 15 or 14 cards is um, you could just get like there's definitely times where I want to play a t- type of strategy where I'm like I'm just gonna go for all the stuff that aren't on the tasks like oh there's no task that has a red potion i'm just going to focus on red potions and then because everyone i know everyone else is going to focus on those tasks so i'm going to be the the uh, ugly ducking uh, ugly ducking here duckling i can't say that why can't i say that word that's weird all right anyway <laughs> uh, i'm going to be the the weird guy and i'm going to do all the stuff that no one's bothering to do but sometimes i get caught in hands where it's like i only have one red in my hand and right I'll, I won't get any more red unless I get lucky and draw out of that pile. And some it just doesn't work out, which means I probably have to cha- change tactics, but I, I don't like to change tactics. Sometimes when right. I get in my head, I'm like, I want to do this and I'm going to do it. I probably I probably should learn and not do that. But, you know, that, I think that's the one thing where I'm like, ah, everything else is usually on me. Uh, when I'm when I'm playing cards and going, God, do I play it bravely or do I play it cowardly? I tend to be a pretty good judge about whether I can. I think most of the time I tend to play my cards right. If I play it cowardly, someone else tends to play bravely after me. Uh, and if I play it bravely, it rarely happens that someone plays bravely. I'm I am I, I I guess I'm cowardly in that sense. Maybe I should be more. I don't know. I've won this game a, a number of times, but I think there's usually one time where I'm like, oh, I could have played that bravely, or oh, I could have played that. I should have played yeah. that cowardly. I and it, I'm I tend to be a pretty good judge, and I really enjoy the game. It's a really different sense. It's it's not a bidding game, but it's kind of like a bidding game. And it's it's not a bluffing game, but it's kind of like a bluffing game. It kind of skirts the line on a lot of uh, 
uh, I guess, definitions of, of what the games are. And I like it for that. It's it's different, and it's one of those games where people play it the first time and they do horrible, and then they play it a second time and they're like, oh, okay, all right. I, I didn't know what was going on the first time, but I totally get it this time. And then someone wants to play it a third time because by the third time, that's where people are like, all right, I've got this. I know what's going on. The second one is their actual kind of like learning game. The first one's their, I'm going to throw this game no matter what because I don't know what – I truly don't get it even though i think i get it but i don't actually get a type of a game and uh, yeah I, I i like it for that and it plays super quick it it does not last that long because it's only three cards and you're just like there's there can't be much to this game if i only have three cards per round but there is there's a lot going on yeah yeah i i i, I agree with that i feel i think it does fit that it's it's not like un completely a game that will feel unfamiliar like you'll get the structures but it is unique a uh, unique little game and i think it really does fit a taking out vibe for sure um yeah. the thing that that, that really did maybe come around on it because i was kind of like well that's okay it's okay but it, what made me come around on it um towards the end of the game is finding the over the course of the rounds was finding those strategies finding the avenue to score points and play bravely that no one else is doing and having those goals in the middle is kind of a nice reference point of like well what are people going to try to grab i mean it's five points but which can be really helpful but it also lets you know well okay obviously they're going to be focusing on that or probably they're going to be focusing on that um so yeah it it is an interesting little push your luck structure I, i i enjoyed it um and i think for the price of the game right now i think it's definitely worth picking up uh if if you're looking for a game like this it's i saw it for around you know seven to ten bucks and I think that's pretty fair for a quick little game. Um, have you played the full complement? Do you think there's a player count that works better than others? Uh, I never played with – I don't think I've played with six. I know I've played with five and then four and three. Those I've definitely played. I I think it plays probably best at around four or five. Three is okay. There's nothing wrong with three. Uh, I just feel like it's, it's less – there's a lot less – time where you're going should i play brave or should i play cowardly because the worst case scenario is either you're leading and you've got two other people going or you're second and you have one other person going if you're last you 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 just always know that's the, the this is a game where it's great to go last uh, because you have perfect knowledge of what's happening, so there's only there's rarely a time where you're like God, I don't know how far down the line this is going to get, or I I can't really tell what they might be playing. Where with four or five, there's a lot more people down that line, and so chances are you're probably going to be playing cowardly more often. But again, sometimes it's just reading what people have played in previous rounds. If you see, oh gosh, those two are really close to getting. Uh, this particular task, there's no way they aren't playing yellow or aren't playing brown or whatever Whatever they need to get that task. So you can usually go, all right, well, I can either try and screw them up and make it so that they can't get what they want based on where things are on the line, or I can you know, play it and just go, I'm just going to ignore that. I'm going to let them deal with that, and I'm going to kind of play my own game. Uh, and so it – it, uh, it, 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 it works better at three and four just because it has more of those, you know, interesting choices. Three is not bad, and I would feel six would be okay, but again, it might, maybe it might, I feel like it might be a bit too, there might be too much craziness going on, but uh, I think it would still play okay. So again, my sweet spot I think would be three or four. Okay. 
Yeah, no, and we played with a four, and I thought it went went well. It was a nice pace. Didn't feel like you were waiting too long, and you still had enough of um, uh, uh, information. And yeah, it didn't feel it didn't feel like the game didn't stack well. Um, based on my only my only playthrough, a certain number though. Um, all right, well, let's get into how this actually lays out on the table and uh, what you can ex- expect when you play this game uh, or uh, would want to play this game. Uh, so on the table, there are going to be a few different areas. There's going to be the central tableau of <coughs> excuse me of uh, of cards. Those are going to be uh, do those the amount of those change in a game a player count by player count i mean uh the amount of tasks it's always three okay so always three tasks oh that's interesting um so anyway uh the amount of tasks are going to be in the middle of the table the three tasks are going to be in the middle of the table then uh those are going to be uh earned uh, throughout the game potentially and in front of you (coughs) oh man sorry give me one second i'm gonna grab a sip of water here and i will edit this out (laughs) All right. Um, In front of you, you will have your growing collection of uh, cards that you have earned and your collections of cards that you have earned. And you also have your hand of cards that will be uh, replenished each game or each round. Um, But obviously you're going to be holding that in your hand. I did notice that there are – is that just for the main board game where they have like little tokens? I I Someone put it up as an image, and I don't think. We yeah, use there any there are little, little uh, potion tokens, but that's in the the original uh, board game, or, or I should say, the re-implementation board, the the one from uh, the actual board game from 2015, which is a re-implementation of a game called Witch's Brew. Right. All right. Fair enough. So ignore those. Yeah, I saw someone put up a, a picture of that, and I was like, I don't remember playing with that. Why didn't we play with those? Those look cool. Why didn't we play? With <laughs> but unneeded and actually not functional for this game. Uh, but anyway, okay, so in front of you, you're going to have your growing collection of potions. You're going to have your hand of cards in your hand as you play them out. And then you can, this is optional, not everyone needs one of these, but you can have a reference card of the scoring for end of game. It honestly just needs to be out on the table or available for people to look at. I don't think everyone needs theirs, but there are enough where you can have your own individual one. Um, and that that's pretty much it. As the game, it, this obviously is a game of cards, so the game is just going to progress around the table and you're going to be playing cards out. Probably um, something's going to happen. Either you're, either you're going to win or not, or you're going to be denied and have to take that card back. So really, it's just going to be kind of a shuffling of um, your hand of cards and your growing little collection. The center tableau is not going to change that much unless someone earns all those cards. And if they do, then they're gone. So it actually it works pretty well for uh, eating a meal around or having drinks around because the cards are small and um, it can be tucked kind of anywhere. You do have to be... Uh, people, I think, did the rules state this, or is it just one of the like a common expectation to have the your stuff that you've been earning visible for everyone? Yeah, you're supposed to have it. Anything that you've earned, you leave up on the table, so everyone can kind of see what you're going towards, and so you can kind of keep a, a separation between what's in your hand and what you're playing in the round and what you've earned so far. Yeah, 
So that, and once again, one of these types of games where as long as that's visible to everyone, it's uh, you can kind of maneuver around pretty much anything on the table. Uh, Vibe-wise, I think this game's pretty good. It, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's lighter. For me personally, I don't know if I would reach for this game right away, but I would definitely, it definitely would be a game that I would have in like a stable of small, easily portable games to play, depending on what everyone's mood is. Um, the closest analogy and this is i mentioned this before we started recording and it's very it's not exactly the same game but there are elements of archaeology here where i feel like there's kind of a push your luck and trying to seize your moment to make your play in a, in a different way but there's that feel here so at least for me between these two i would prefer to play archaeology but that is a little bit more of a complicated game um in light in the light game world and so this does have a place or a spot to fill for sure um but for me i don't know i i, I didn't dislike this game but it it um it just didn't get me like it didn't fully like capture me for some for whatever reason i don't think it's a bad game by any means but i think it's uh it, you know it's going to depend on your taste maybe we can talk about that in a minute as we, who it is and who it is not for but uh it is colorfully well done it looks good on the table, and um, it's fun to interact with. The witches are all well-drawn, and um, all of the potions and the art is is good for this game. Um, anyway, I think I started that uh, diatribe by talking about vibe. The vibe, though, <laughs> is pretty great for a takeout game. It, it does have that sense of, you know, you are playing the other uh, people at the table and trying to suss out what they're going for. And as the game progresses, you can kind of see what their collections are growing as and figure something else about some strategy options they may have. But, um, but it also is more of finding, like you mentioned this before in your description of how you tackle it, what is not being focused on? What, what is, what is everyone missing or what are the fewest people paying attention to? And can you hop on that bandwagon and try to score some, um, bravely played cards there? Because those bravely played cards are really like, you really need to play succeed with some of those. There's no, I don't think there's a real feasible way unless no one is getting brave card plays to play timidly and score enough points uh, to probably win this game. I could be wrong. I haven't played this a ton, so I could totally be wrong with that. But I feel like that is the excitement of the game is finding those strategies and succeeding. And once, and when I will say, when you do successfully play a Bravely Play, it feels really good because you're going to yeah. be denied a lot. <laughs> and you're gonna, it's going to fail a lot. And so when it happens, you're like, yes! <laughs> it's such a, it is a really strong reward feeling so I, I that i really did like and that is one of the things that kind of made it grow on me a bit more um so anyway vibe table interaction really so, really solid if you're looking for a lighter game you can play without a lot of like cutthroat strategy or um uh conflict there's still enough here where there's a good back and forth and those good moments of haha success those really good highs in this game um Let's see. What else could we say about this game? Uh, I guess we could jump right into who it's for and who it's not for. Maybe. Um, I get my, my biggest thing is if you're looking for something a little bit more complex and like this. This for me and why why I made the comments before about that doesn't quite do it for me all like completely is this is a bit of a a. a not a straightforward decision, but uh, the decision here uh, is like it's like one or the other. It's yes or yes or no. Do I play brave or not? There is strategy and complexity within that, of course, but 
it's more contingent on what other people are doing versus a strategy you can just sort of develop, like kind of a Euro thing where you can sort of develop your own little engine or strategy. You can't really do that here. You're always playing everyone else's strategy. Like whatever there is, is you're trying to f- play against them, their their specific strategy without building up your own little engine to offset stuff. It's just – it's kind of the same decision. That isn't a yeah. bad thing by any means – uh, because this is a st- quick little little game, but um, that might be a turnoff for somebody. If you're looking for a small game with more complexity, like some of the tiny epic games, this this isn't quite that. It, it is more of a straightforward game. So it fits a great spot where it is, but that might be something to consider depending on what you're looking for for a small takeout game. Um, I I, other than, I think oh, I, I, I want just to concur with that. It it's it, it is a game where it has kind of like one or two notes that it hits and it just hits those notes pretty much throughout the entire game. It's not a game where you're going to go, "Ooh, I'm going to try this strategy now or this." Like you can pretty much take uh, maybe if you're pulling three strategies, but it's all pretty much the same thing. It's not like something where like, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to try buying out this or doing all this stuff." Or you don't have like varied control over what you want to do. It's all pretty much the same thing, but I think it's one of those things where it just does that one thing very well it's it's it was essentially uh, they were taking a, a concept from a full game a complete a game where there was this playing cards bravely and cowardly mechanic and there were all these other things that you could do and they're like all right let's see what we can do with just this mechanic and i think what it does there it does really well uh, but again it's not gonna if you're looking for something richer or something that's gonna probably engage some creativity uh, this isn't going to hit those notes of what you want but if you're looking for something where it it does just a few things really well and kind of gets you engaged in that as you were kind of pointing out the all right can i figure out what they've done or how they're thinking I'm going to play type of a thing uh, out. If you like that, it does it really well. And I, I like it for that reason. But I def- it's definitely not the game that I'm going to be pulling out because I want to get my creativities going or kind of really like, kind of like grit my teeth on. It's not going to be one of those games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think – I agree with all of that. <laughs> um, so, but who it's for though is someone who's looking for a, a light game to play with friends, and I think that that, yeah. that that does do this well. If you're looking for something that you don't have to really, you know, scratch your head about what's the strategy, if you enjoy that social interaction of sort of a bit of trash talking across the table, and um, you know, really trying to guess what they're doing, and and when it goes does play off and you can play boldly oh it is really really satisfying so if you like those games where you where you have to suss out the right moment to play that card in one of two ways um and uh, this is great this this does what it does well it's just a very a little simple game so i think as a takeout game it's it's nice it fits a nice slot because a lot of times I don't know. Maybe you had a long day. Maybe you just aren't really in the mood for much more strategy than this has to offer. And what it does, it does pretty well. So um, I think that is definitely something to consider. And strat and structure wise, even gamers are, I think, are going uh, like experienced gamers are going to um, see a value in the sort of minimalist structure it has. It, it does do it well. It's not like there's flaws in that. It's just not not that complex of a game. So. Uh, that does fit a, a niche for itself, by for sure. So, anyway, um, would your mom like this game? Hmm. I just, I don't know. Like, I 
maybe. <laughs> this is a <laughs> this is a solid maybe no to me. I uh, it's I think it's straightforward. I think the game is well designed. This uh, symbology is clear. I don't think there's a lot of like too many things to read into. I just don't know if it has the nonstop excitement that your mom seems to prefer. And once again, Farkle is like the standard I always go off of when, deciding, <laughs> when choosing here. So I think your mom would enjoy this. I don't think she'd be rushing back to it anytime soon. Yeah, I think I think you put it. I, I would also rate this as a maybe no. Uh, I think she would like some of the mechanisms in here. I the idea of okay, do I do I want to play it bravely or cowardly? I think she would love those moments where she played it correctly, or the moments where she can go, nah, I've got bravely and I get to take it all. So heck with you guys. She, I think she would really like those moments. But I think the kind of deciding which kind of tack to take, should I pick red here? What kind of colors? I don't really know what colors to pick. Uh, God, am I going to be able to like, – there would be a lot of – there's a lot of weighty decisions. Not hugely weighty, but for her, kind of weighty where, oh, man, I shouldn't have picked yellow. And she doesn't like those moments. She likes moments where it's just like, all right, well, you know, I you know, I got the cards I got and that's how I had to play it type of a thing. That's her, yeah. more of the, her thing. And there, there's a few too many decisions decisions before you actually get into the game that i just don't think she'd like so there are parts of it she'd enjoy but overall i don't think she would so i'm putting this at a maybe no i think she'd she'd play it once or twice but i don't think it's something she's gonna be like yeah yeah let's play that it's gonna be more of the and eh, no, i'm gonna i'll sit out this game type of a thing but if i think it was like if she was stranded on a desert island she'd probably play this game <laughs> there are definitely <laughs> games she wouldn't play if she was stranded on a desert island this is when she <laughs> probably consider if she was stranded on a desert island <laughs> all right well there we go yeah another another segment in the review in the review will she played on a desert island desert island <laughs> um but anyway i i definitely think it's worth checking out if any if this kind of sounds like something you don't have in your collection if you don't have a light game that has a really colorful nice design and is more of just um uh, yeah, it's it's light. It's it's more of a it's it's not a social game. I would say there is there is a obviously a game with structure here, but it is more of a I'm gonna you know play with people I know and you know I, I think I know what they're gonna do. I have a sense of what they're gonna do and see if I'm right. Type of type of game that uh, doesn't get too deep into strategy and you're looking for something that's sort of light and fun to play around a table. I think this does do do it well and the. The table space, um, packaging, everything about it lends itself as well to being a good, solid takeout choice. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's cheap. One of it's the, really cheap. It, it's it's one of the reasons I t- I like taking it out because I know it's always going to fit the table, and it's it is a game where it just kind of works well. Because sometimes I'm like, gosh, do I? There are a lot of games I can take out where it kind of caps at four or five. This one caps at six, which makes it a little bit unique, which is nice. So I can kind of have a little bit of flexibility in. All right, no matter if it's a six-player game or a five-player game, it's still going to fit. Because some games, like, you get up there and once it hits six, it's like there's no, there's not going to be any room on this table. This It's a very small, compact, I like it, it works quickly, and there isn't that much to teach. So it's it's pretty quick. So yeah, that's why it's yeah. it's kind of it's kind of a go to to me, but it's one of those go tos where I, I'm just like, oh yeah, that one. I see it on my shelf. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah. That, I think that'd be perfect. <laughs> nice. 
All right, everybody. Well, that does it for um, Broom Service, the card game. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, thank you for listening. I uh, My excuse today is – let's see. What's my excuse today? My excuse today is I keep forgetting that I have to come up with a slogan and excuse until the last second, even though I've been doing it for so long. So that is my terrible excuse. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> But I will do my best to try to remember, and someday soon I will be back on track. But we hope that you are all getting some games played and uh, getting some uh, some outreach and some interaction with people in any way you can. You can interact with us in a couple ways on Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop or eavesdrop.com, E-A-S-E-D-R-O-P.com. Scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, But until then, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye.